Again. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Borough Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Well, we had markets that were taking the, uh, a few days off, of, obviously, for the holiday of yesterday. Having said that, three days to think about what's been happening in this trade. And, you know, we were all excited when beans hit 16. Well, now we're looking at beans on the nearby hitting 16.35. They were up 33 and a half. There's a lot of influences that are happening, not only on the bean side of the trade, but just the markets in general with outside influences taking place and in the world news and wondering, you know, how that's going to have an effect on our exports, how the dollar's trading, add to it what's been happening in South America as they continue moving forward with harvest and finishing up their planting of the safrina corn crop. On the flip side of the livestock side, they too are watching what is happening on this grain complex and wondering how that's going to eat away at their bottom line as well. Well, Sue Martin joins us. She is with Agate Investments out of Clarion, Iowa. And I tell you, Sue, 1635 on the beans, both in the March and the May contract, that's nothing to blink at at this point no it's not and here's the thing that is a new contract high for those contracts here uh today and but if you take and look at um now that we've taken that high out of 1633 remember we had a nice little correction from that and now we've come right back up and we've taken that high out i think that spells that there's more to come and the thing that we have to keep in mind is is that last year's high for a lead contract of beans was 1680 or 1677 i guess it was and maybe a quarter or something like that so that's not very far away and i would have to probably uh if i had to uh, put my money on something, I guess I would say I probably think we're taking that high out, and we may do so probably in straight fashion. The um, uh, corn, likewise, you know, made new highs for its move. In fact, actually, corn took out its high similar to the 1633 on the beans, but did so last week on Friday, I believe. And so that opened the door, and of course, corn moved the best overnight compared to beans. And of course, wheat really kicked into high gear. And uh, we look at wheat, and it's about to, it still has a little more work to go, I think, um, to get out its contract highs. But keep in mind, uh, Russia going in for Donbas, um, you know, if they did that one, and they've opened the door for annexing in the other uh, two areas of eastern Ukraine, they're not going to stop. And they say it's under the under the uh, cause of peace or creating peace. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, that, whatever you want to call it. But here's the thing. They are going in. The people in that region prefer to be Russia. They speak Russian, and they are Russian. And likewise... The uh, port on the uh, Black Sea that never freezes, that Ukraine owns, is, I believe, in that area. That city surrounding that port happens to be Russian as well. And wouldn't Putin just love to have that? But Ukraine is full of um, minerals. And they're a very rich country in minerals and, of course, very good in agricultural production. China, or not China, but Russia doesn't have as good a um, production when you look at the various, like, corn and wheat and what have you, uh, not to mention livestock production. So I think that, um, you know, there's several um, 
benefits for Putin if he can uh, finish this, and he will. He'll be the winner. He's not going to turn his head. And isn't it interesting? No sooner had Kamala been over there, and boom, they're in. It's it, they don't that she carried no respect, and uh, unfortunately, that's you know it, it wouldn't. It probably could have been the president going over there. It wouldn't have mattered. They're going to go in and they're going to do what he's going to do. You look at Putin, he's got steely eyes and he is a very cold personality. And um, he's not going to walk away a loser in this one. And so, you know, I think the market realizes it. The breaks in the uh, trading session through the day were very shallow and kind of kept pushing. Now, through all of this, You know, you still have to relate that uh, you've got China, whose corn is still holding around $11.11 a bushel. You have to say why, when they said they had 275 million metric ton production. No, they didn't. And in the meantime, you've got now it coming more to the forefront that their reserves, their granaries are not filled with what they said. And they're finding that all of a sudden they're caught short. And so uh, China, yeah, they backed out of 10 cargoes of beans last week. Well, out of Brazil. But you know what? They say, well, it's because their crushing margins are in the red. They may be in the red. But I got to tell you, is it because beans are so expensive? Maybe. But the whole situation is you're not going to get them cheaper. And you come to the U.S. and we are cheaper priced than Brazil, but also their ships were having to sit 30 days or plus waiting to get beans loaded. And so I think when they say they're canceling because of crushing margins, well, you know, if if you're going to cut the crush, you have to have good supplies of meal on hand because you say you've got a lot of numbers of hogs and the prices are dirt cheap. So either you're going through a massive liquidation that you're not talking about, or B, you've got to keep that crush going. And then the real kicker of the crush is the veg oil. They need the soy oil, and they need it very badly. And you had palm oil hitting new records over the weekend. So it's, you know, we're in a very huge demand-driven market. And it's one that's encompassing the whole world because of the pandemic, and then because of all the fraud and corruption in China uh, overseeing their granaries, but and then the Mother Nature playing the, the bad ticket on them they, that she did. Coming up, it's more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up after this on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we understand there could be some tough decisions this spring when choosing seed for your farm. Fontenelle still has a good selection of Extendiflex soybeans with triple stack tolerance to dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate to handle your toughest weeds. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer about Extendiflex soybeans and ask about our locally proven corn hybrids too. Always follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label direct. And welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As Sue Martin continues to join us this afternoon with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. We were just talking during the commercial break, and I was mentioning about the Cattlemen's Classic that took place this last week, Sue. And just to bring our listeners up to speed, there were two cattle ranchers sitting at a table talking. One was talking about 
getting prepared for this drought feel that's going on, going into spring with his cattle. And he says, well, you know, I, I lived through 2012. And this older gentleman said, but you didn't live through 1988 like he did. And, and comparing, comparing the differences and the changes. And you and I were just talking about that and how 88, 2012, and now 2022 is going to really set the tone for this cattle market when it comes to feed availability, pasture availability, and maybe the push to send some, some heifers and cows to market. Well, it is. Um, I remember in 88, we, my husband and I drove separately, of course, uh, to, not of course, but I mean drove separately to our office, which was 25 miles away from where I am now. And um, driving by, by evening, I would notice the bean fields just look totally different, changes. And so I'd ask him when I got home if, if he had noticed the bean fields and, and what he thought was going on because they'd be nice and green in the morning and by evening they were kind of looking a little like cast of brown. And uh, it turned out we had spider mites for the first time ever. And um, having those spider mites, um, they took a toll, I know, on our farm on the yields. Our, our beans ended up about 22 bushel to the acre that year. And, um, you know, it uh, that really uh, did play, um, that really did play a, a kind of a havoc with the yields everywhere um, in this area. And the corn yields, of course, were down sizably, too. Well, this year... We've got, uh, there's just so many things going on. Um, we're in huge demand-driven markets. We're in weather markets that are coinciding. So you've got the supply side shrinking and the demand side growing. Um, you know, foreign buyers, you know, haven't been able to easily get uh, commodities into their country's food. Um, they haven't been able to really get much of that. And and even if it was beef or pork or what have you, uh, they can import it, but they haven't been able to get it over there easily because of all the lockdowns, the tight supplies of, of ships and containers. And by the way, there's a fair amount of grain that goes out of the U.S. in containers. The question mark behind that is, is it uh, reported? Is it not? Depends on where it goes out. And in the meantime, um, you know, the livestock producer, yeah, it's a big concern for his feed costs. But if you look at last year, he experienced the same price levels we're at right now. In fact, on corn, his price levels were much higher. You had 775 for a high last year. And so when you have 775 as a high, uh, and it didn't stop the market then, um, I don't think it's going to, you know, our prices right now, I don't think they're going to stop the cattle feeder. Um, his ability, there may be more sorghum acres planted because sorghum, by the way, can also be used in ethanol. But in the, and also, I'm not sure to hold me to this, but I think also in renewable fuels. And um, so I think that when we look at this here, it is a, a big concern for the livestock producer. And interestingly, we don't hear much talk about that on the hog market, and they eat a lot of corn, too. But, um, you know, when you've got 
a hog industry that's dealing with, first off, and this all started with the pandemic, where people weren't working at the packing houses because they were sick. And so, therefore, the packing houses had to go through all these changes, putting in plexiglass dividers between each worker and what have you. Um, you know, those are changes that won't go away. That's efficiency now as we go forward. But in the meantime, that kind of started the ball rolling because all of a sudden pork producers who had good numbers could not get them to market and they had no choice other than to euthanize them. And there were a lot of pigs euthanized. Well, then that came back to play through last year and then on into this year. But then we get hit with PERS and PED virus and APP, APP. And um, boy, it's it's a concern for the hog industry. Hog numbers are down. And uh, they're down even more than what the USDA implied with the pig crop reports. So we don't have a liquidation going on. But on the same token, our hog numbers, our pig numbers are not coming to market like they should. And, of course, you know, prices of sows and what have you are very expensive. And yet you don't hear the pork producer complaining. And we have very good demand for the U.S. pork product. Sue. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. And y'all have a great day. Sue Martin's been joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss that are not suitable to all investors. That has been the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. Check this out as a podcast at ruralradionetwork.com or wherever you subscribe. And that's been the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.